and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, as fertiliser prices have skyrocketed, I'm joined by Chagas specialist Mark Plunkett to get an update on what's the outlook for the coming months and what you can do to maintain margins in light of possible increases. Mark, you're very welcome to the show. The current fertiliser price increases we're hearing of are unprecedented. Absolutely. Fertiliser prices have gone to highs never, never seen before um, in, in my lifetime anyway. Um, and I suppose, look, there's a number of factors driving the, the price increases and it's, it very much revolves around natural, ga- natural gas, both the supply and the price of it. And I suppose in the last six months, Catherine, natural gas has become very, very expensive in, in Europe and worldwide. And, and as natural gas is a key ingredient in the production of all nitrogen sources. There's also other factors out there that are, are driving the price of fertilizers at present. Um, we've we've an, a world economy recovering from COVID, uh, such things as um, there's also a drive to, I suppose, clean up the, especially the production of fertilizer and there's a switch to, to natural gas, uh, a, 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 a cleaner fuel. And there's also things like the wind hasn't blown as, as much in Europe and there's less um, energy coming from, say, wind power. So there's, there's a, a number of factors and there's also other things like, you know, a number of countries have um, introduced export bans on, on fertilizer, such as, as China and Russia. And, you know, they would be big suppliers into the Irish market. But most definitely, um, you know, prices have increased dramatically and there may be issues around supply um, come the new year. And as you say, like nitrogen has really spiraled out of control and really nearly doubled in price since this time last year. But phosphorus and potassium have also increased in price. Yes, that's that's a good observation, uh, Catherine. Nitrogen has taken the biggest increase. It's 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 you could say nitrogen has nearly gone threefold. Uh, this time last year, nitrogen was about eighty-five cent a kilo. Today, it's anywhere between two to two fifty a kilo, depending on whether you go for urea or a, or a can. Um, base type nitrogen. P and K have increased in in price. Um, again, they have they have increased, but they haven't increased to the same extent as as nitrogen, and and that's what's driving the the big increase in, in fertilizer prices is is high end, you know, either straight nitrogen or high ends, the likes of your 27s, 24s, or your 18612. They are going to be more expensive in 2022. I suppose the question on everyone's mind really is, from your experience, what way do you think the market will go in the new year? Well, current indications from the marketplace is that prices are going to remain strong. They're like, you know what I mean? They're they're going to remain at at quoted prices as we have today. You would be hoping that there would be some, there would be some fallback, um, you know, but it it could be mid, mid 2022 from what I'm hearing from, from the trade. And again, it very much revolves around natural gas, you know what I mean, in terms of the supply and the price, uh, as as we have discussed um, already. I know, and speaking with Chagas advisor, John Kelly, recently on a podcast, he spoke of the rise in concentrated prices. But now for farmers listening in, there's huge concern in light of these fertilizer price increase. What advice have you for farmers? Well, I suppose, you know, what can we do? Um, and like, I suppose the, the first thing I suppose is to, to, 
to um to see you know what are your requirements going to be for 2022 and try to plan around that and i think catherine it's, it's very much back to the basics it very much starts with with you know soil analysis soil test results you know if you haven't taken samples say in the last four or five years now is a great time to contact your local advisor and get fresh soil samples taken you know i suppose you know it will give us a, a basis to you know in terms of applying p's and k's from the Chagas soil database, we will see that approximately 25% of soils are index four for P and K, and that offers a great opportunity to save on P's and K's in 2022. Other things like, you know, getting getting the pH right, very, very important. You know, where fields are acidic and have a lime requirement, by improving the pH, you know, we can release up to 70 kilograms of N per hectare per year. And on a dry stock farm, that would meet, you know, a lot of the, the nitrogen requirement during the, the growing season. Um, also on the phosphorus front, by getting the pH right, it will increase the availability. So there's big savings there from, you know, just getting the basics right uh, in terms of, of lime um, and then priming the silos to release more nitrogen and release more phosphorus during the growing season. I know when farmers are used to hearing about the importance of applying lime and just under 50% of the soils on beef farms are deficient in lime. So if farmers are just to maintain a margin in 2022 and even just correct to the lime on the grazing ground, what's the potential saving that they could make on chemical fertilizer? Yeah, look, lime is 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 you know lime lime is a, a low cost uh, input. Um, it's very very important in terms of regulating pH. And as I was saying to you there, like you know we can release up to seventy kilograms of N per hectare, and that that's worth in the region of one hundred and fifty euros per hectare. You know at, at current fertilizer prices. Also, by getting the lime right, you will increase the availability of soil phosphorus. So it could move you an index. So again, you could reduce your P requirement by up to fifty percent. Um, um, you know, on, on a dry stock farm. And Mark, if the pH, the P's and K's are correct, how much grass could be grown on a farm with no chemical nitrogen? Um, again, it depends on the soil type, but you can grow anywhere from, you can grow anywhere, say, on on uh, anywhere from, say, two and a half to three ton up to six, seven tons. You know what I mean? If you like, There's work there, um, on the release of soil nitrogen, like say a soil in, in Kilmaley, for example, will release 70 kilograms of N per hectare per year, where if you have a soil, say something like a Moorpark soil, it'll release about 130 kilograms of N per hectare per year. And if you have a soil like a, a Grange soil or a Johnstown Castle soil, it can release up to 200 kilograms per hectare per year. So really, Mark, for farmers that might be lowly stocked, even targeting correcting pH, P and K for 2022 might suffice. Well, well, I, I, I think that is the, the first place to start Catherine with fertilizer so expensive is to get the farm soil sampled if it hasn't been done in the last four or five years and see where lime is requirement. That is the first, like, you know what I mean? In terms of releasing more nutrients from the soil and also increasing the, the efficiency of the, the nitrogen and the P and K applied. And I suppose the one good thing on, on the dry stock side of the house is that, you know, there's a low demand for nitrogen and also a low demand for, for P and K. Like if you, if you take a farm, you know, say a farm at 130 kilograms of organic N per hectare, like you're, you know, something like a, a bag of 18612 will maintain P and K levels in that system on, on the grazing side of the house. I suppose really looking forward, Mark, and speak with farmers, the question is arising, what did we apply next year when it comes to silage ground? 
Well, I was just that was just I was just going to bring that up, Catherine. I suppose the silage ground is is one area that that we shouldn't cut back on in twenty twenty two. Uh, you know, you know, um, where possible, I suppose the first port of call would be cattle slurry, and again, ideally, it should go back to the silage ground because it has the right balance of, of P's and K's and it would have came from that part of the farm. So, you know, and, and make sure that the cattle slurry goes back. Um, also, you know, apply the cattle slurry when conditions are right in terms of grass growth, you know, good soil temperatures, you know, good traffic trafficability. Um, um, and also, you know, you know, apply with, with low emission slurry spreading with likes of a brand spreader or, or a trail and shoot to, to recover the nitrogen um, far from that slurry. And you mentioned using the low emissions slurry spreading techniques and they have grown in popularity in the last few years. What can farmers do to maximize the nitrogen value in this slurry from using these techniques? Well, again, as I was saying, it's back to timing. So again, we apply it in the springtime when, when soil conditions are good, you know, when soil temperatures are above five, six degrees, you know, there's good trafficability. There's, there's, there's a, a, a good forecast in terms of, of, of the week ahead. And again, um, and again, the low emission, you know, the band spread of the trailing shoe, will you know reduce nitrogen losses and make more nitrogen available to, to grow that grass like if you, if you take a, a first cut of silage like um we could supply approximately 30 percent of the crops nitrogen requirement with say 3,000 gallons of cattle slurry per acre and supply the majority of the p and k's depending on the the soil p and k index so there's potential savings to be made there again well, 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 well. I think I think in in 2022, like as I say, if we're to use the story as efficiently as possible, we put it back on the silage ground where the big demand is for P and K, and to ensure that we grow, you know, sufficient winter winter fodder. Like the grazing ground is different. Like you know what I mean. Like like the grazing ground where you know where P and K is, is required, we're probably best targeting something like maybe an 18612, or maybe you know something along those lines, um, or maybe straight nitrogen. But most definitely, Catherine, I would be targeting my slurry uh, back onto the silage ground. Mark, you had some great, interesting tips and advice. And to conclude, what three actions should farmers take now in advance of 2022? Well, I, I think maybe see where you are in terms of get soil samples, get fresh soil samples taken. Um, that's number one. Number two, you know, where pHs are low, you know, order lime or plan lime applications between now and springtime. And number three is use slurry as efficiently as possible, especially where there's a big nutrient demand, such as on the silage ground on the farm. Thanks very much, Mark. Okay, Catherine, thank you. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Mark for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie, or you can listen on Apple and Google podcasts, as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.